2: And welcome to Hour 2 of the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Divemaster. You know, it's turning into like a DEMA preview show. That really wasn't the intention of today's broadcast. But, hey, you know, we're getting ready for the biggest diving event uh, of the year in a couple weeks here in Orlando. Which brings us to our next guest. That'd be Chef Anton from scubamagicians.com. Chef, how you doing, buddy?
3: Doing great, Greg. Thanks so much for uh, having me. I'm uh, out here in beautiful Utila right now. i um, uh, actually uh, earning Master Instructor this week. So uh, I'll have it on Friday, which is my two-year anniversary of teaching. So uh, yeah, fun stuff. I'm looking So looking forward to Dima. Always great being down there and uh, hanging out with you guys.
2: Well, there you go. So you're doing your instructor certification there in Utila, Honduras. Uh, this week, yeah,
3: yeah, I've already been an IDC staff instructor. I'm auditing in IDC, helping teach the uh, new instructor candidates, so I, that I can earn the uh, the master instructor rating.
2: How about that? That's cool. What does that entail exactly? Do you have to yeah, so, very strenuous?
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. A master instructor means that you've been teaching for minimum of two years. You have no violations. Uh, you've taught like 150 students. In a wide variety. So you've got like EFRs, you've got dive masters. It's basically just showing that you're really serious about teaching. Right. And the thing that I've always said is that the only thing I love more than learning is teaching, and the only thing I love more than teaching is learning. So it kind of goes hand in hand.
2: Well, I love it. You know, he is uh, quite the instructor, uh, and he has this added skill of being a magician. Scubamagician.com. Right. Is chef's website, and you can go there and and uh, do that. But he's obviously an accomplished uh, dive instructor. But you've thrown in this uh, magician element to your to the mix. And are are you using some of those skills uh, this week on, on this process as well, or just focused oh, on oh, training?
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah so when I'm teaching anything from an open water class up through an IDC, uh, you know, class, I use magic as the vehicle to make the message more memorable for people. It's my rule of five M's. Magic makes the message more memorable. I love Um, it. Also, for the IDC candidates, you know, they're very nervous. And even open water divers, right? They get really nervous underwater first time. Well, you show them a magic trick. It can really relax them. It can kind of take their mind off of everything so that they can really assimilate the information that you're teaching them. And if you can teach it in a way that's a little more visual then they're like, oh, okay, you know, now I understand concepts like, you know, decompression sickness or narcosis that might be kind of hard for them to understand. How do you teach somebody the effects of narcosis without getting them underwater? You know, we don't want to talk about being drunk or anything. I've got a magic trick that can actually simulate what it would be like if you were adept and getting narked that all of a sudden like a puzzle becomes harder than it was when you did it the first time Hmm. um, and do it all on land. So, yeah, it's... Really effective training.
2: Well, I just revert to the uh, alcohol part, but uh, <laughs> that's an issue that we have here with our crew. Right. But, uh,
3: but, but yeah. The nice thing I've got, even the course director here said that the candidates, even at this IDC, seem far more relaxed than normal. Because, you know, we kind of, kind of break up the workshops. But, hey, let's do a little magic trick, kind of reset everybody. Right. And then there's. So you know, burnt out on the PowerPoints and everything else. So uh, in fact, it's something they're asking me to do is create an IDC magic course, you know, that's something that could be like a video that any course director can play during their IDC just kind of lead into a workshop that they're going to do. So if they're doing something on risk management, I do a magic trick that kind of communicates that message they kind of uh, get streamlined themselves so
2: very cool idea you know we saw a uh, chef and his other crew member there what's his name again
3: uh scott, Tokar. scott he's, uh, right he's a master.
2: yeah and uh, both of them were you know they had a booth there at the Dima show last year in vegas and it fits so well because they're magicians and i'm like hey what are you guys doing here and next thing you know they're doing uh magic tricks for us and stuff it really fit the whole you know vegas vibe quite well yeah. and then when he mes- meshed it with a uh, scuba instruction i'm like wow this is a genius idea and it went over quite well at the dima show uh, last year it's going to be very interesting i i think it's going to be even more popular this year at the show you know it's oh, yeah. uh, it's like going to be like twice as big you know that right. right chef
3: yeah yeah no it's gonna be big and yeah we're in fact at dima we'll we're on pace to sign up for a thousandth Thousand well, boy, that's hard to say. A yeah. thousandth instructor, <laughs> thousandth so, uh, scuba
2: yeah. magician instructor. I love it.
3: Thousand scuba magician instructors across the world. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's a, well, really a lot
2: of fun. yeah. It We're definitely new adds
3: new uh, student crew packs, right? Uh, to get some new things uh, coming out at DEMA this year too.
2: Yeah, well, it definitely adds a whole nother element to uh, the training, but it just ma- makes it more fun. I mean, that yeah. and I love that. I just think what yeah. you guys are doing is uh, re- really uh, really cool. And very yeah, unique. Mean, you're, like, make it board yeah. on a
3: safety stop, right? I mean, how many right. rock paper, scissors games or bubble rings can you do? Mm-hmm. But hey, you do a really cool magic trick for someone. I just did it, on, I just came back from a dive, and there were some open water students. They're like, oh my God, this was like the greatest safety stop ever. This is right. like, you know, I'm always going to remember this. And you, know, you can even save a dive, right? If it's not like the greatest dive, let's say you're a dive master and you're taking people on a tour, and maybe the fish were inanimated or the viz just really wasn't that great you know what, do two or three magic tricks, and they'll remember that die for, you know, Thanksgivings to come. Did I ever tell you the time that I, you know, Guy did this car trick underwater, it's like you know, it's just it makes it unique and memorable.
2: Very much so, I have no doubt. I've always felt that scuba diving itself was like a superpower that you could uh yeah. attain and if you throw magic into it, you don't even tell them it's a trick. Do you ever do that where you just pull the trick on someone and they're not expecting like, Whoa, whoa, hey oh, what, yeah. what are yeah, you possessed know, or what? You a drive, yeah Drive
3: by magic trick just to right. kind of see the reaction, but they always find you afterwards on the surface interval. What did I just see down there?
2: Exactly.
3: That was, that was really cool.
2: Well, you know so, the night before Dima is Halloween. We could do some serious dive pumpkin at the uh, <laughs> Dima show this year uh, with, with that would the help be a lot of, fun. of the scuba magician. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. stop by
3: the booth. We're giving away uh, free scuba magician magic tricks. Um, we'll have drawings, of course, for different prizes and whatnot. But, yeah, certainly huge specials on the uh, the instructor and the student crew packs for people. So, you know, come to the booth and, yeah. Save some money and have a lot of fun. You know, spread the magic.
2: Well, there you go. You're going to get up early and join us for the opening ceremonies. We'll put you oh, to work. absolutely. Every day. Yeah, try, try and stop me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll throw them in there with some mermaids. Maybe you can make a mermaid appear or disappear. It'll depend we, on the day. definitely do that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. When, and once again, it's uh, scubamagician.com. Yeah. Uh, you can right. get information about uh, Chef and his this whole program, very unique for dive instruction. And, and they can sign up to be an instructor, or if they just want to get the kit to learn how to do a few you know dive-related magic tricks, it's all right there on the website?
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the nice thing. What we're introducing at DEMA is a, a starter pack for people. Maybe they're not instructors, but they just want to kind of be able to do a half a dozen tricks. So. We're selling them a smaller prop kit, something just they can keep on them diving all the times. Still get the same knowledge as everybody else. They just don't get as many props, and if they want to upgrade it at a later date, that they can. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a, it's really a lot of fun. They'll they'll learn a lot of really cool stuff that you can use above and below water. I mean, it's even great for just a social interaction. You know, if you're hanging out with other scuba divers show them something you know some kind of a magic trick on the land and it's still equally as effective
2: absolutely and you're in utila right now so what's the diving been like you've been able to do some just fun diving too
3: yeah yeah we're today's uh all about fun diving uh, we got to give the candidates a break every now and then but uh you know utila is beautiful it's a we did a 95 foot uh wreck dive and the water was 84 degrees at depth ah so
2: bathtub that's, diving that's yeah a,
3: Pretty good life for a a guy from California that we're used to be in the 50s. Sure. What
2: what about Utila's a whale shark hotspot? Is it whale shark season or no? We
3: haven't haven't seen any whale sharks uh, this trip. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, yeah, I've I've heard of them. We've seen some uh, um, dolphins and things like that. But um, the, the training here, you know, not to do a plug for UDC, but the training here at UDC really is phenomenal. There's a reason why I came all the way out here to do a second audit when I could have done an IDC audit 20 minutes from my house and yeah. it halfway around the world. But, yeah, check out scubamagician.com and, uh, and uh, you know learn all about how you can add magic to all of your diving adventures.
2: Absolutely. And look for them with us, uh, Scuba Radio, Absolutely. at the DEMA Show. I look forward to catching up there, my friend. And, all right, uh, Greg. Thank you so much for having me. You got it. You have a great day. All right. Take care. Yeah. Be good. And we got more coming up on the world's first radio show devoted to diving.
1: the World Wide Scuba Radio Network. Scuba radio. Scuba radio. Prepare to rig for dive!
0: Your surface interval is complete. You're now clear to dive with Scuba radio. Scuba radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving.
2: Radio. Dive, dive, dive. Hi, this is Moody. I'm one of you dive guides. On the Grand Sea Explorer, you are listening to Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Now he's my close personal friend because he paid me to say this, Greg the Dive
1: Master. All the diving sites one assumes the Red Sea is a place to get below. Just one pin kick away love it on scuba radio all the day dive boats will make you smile they share the same sight but don't you fret the live a board lifestyle oh, well. they have back home you watch the sunset diving times without any gripes say we listen to scuba Dive like an Egyptian.
4: I don't know what it is, but it certainly isn't singing.
1: Dive like an Egyptian.
4: I'm not sure you even hit a single note.
2: This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. Okay, I can't sing that well, but I can dive like an Egyptian. Uh, we did that when we were in Egypt uh, with Explorer Ventures. And man, it's, it's really cranking up on the travel schedule here. We just got back from Bimini. And then before that, we spent a couple weeks in Fiji getting ready for the DEMA show. And in between all the chaos, I've been uh, checking in with Dr. Doug Ebersall. He's with us right now on Scuba Radio. And during the commercial break, we were talking about, uh, you know, our, our last trips. And I don't know, maybe for the first time ever, I actually have stuff to talk about almost as much as you. Because you're diving like every other day in between, you know, heart surgeries and stuff. Is that right, Dr. Doug? What do you think?
4: Uh, I try to stay busy. So I was yeah. just think when you played that song the last time you and I were together was uh, in Egypt on the in the Red Sea.
2: That's right. And uh, you know, so that you had a flashback or was it PTSD when you heard me singing there?
4: Nah, that was a flashback. It was a good time. <laughs> had a great time. Right.
2: Uh, a little bit of both, uh, depending on your perspective. But yeah, that was a great trip, and that was be- right before COVID. And, uh, we, you know, and then everything kind of shut down and we had to take a break for a while, but man, we're back in it, you know, just got back from Bimini and, uh, you know, Dr. Doug was asking me about the, you know, what was the shark dive that we did? And, uh, we were over there, uh, I think it was three corners or there were three triangles or something they called the wreck site or the uh, dive site for the sharks and it was Caribbean reef, sh- reef sharks. And CJ in particular was really uh impressed with the dive because when we were in fiji he had an ear issue and couldn't do the benga shark dive which you've done
4: both of those as well right yeah i've done uh we did fiji and uh, a few years ago and we stayed at Bangor lagoon which is an awesome um location the the great great diving that whole area sharks and everything else just yeah. a, kind of a beautiful location and we've been to bimini a couple of times uh the last time we went to bimini was during the winter just for the uh, for the hammerhead so we did the uh out with uh, Neil Jr. and did the uh, the hammerheads there the shallow you know the shallow segment there right
2: now we were looking for hammers but we didn't see any I think it's a little too early for the hammers to come in on a regular basis they they were telling us they think probably another month or two you know December is when they'll uh, start seeing them more consistently but you know CJ in particular was just impressed with seeing the Caribbean reefs. You know, I've done a lot of shark dives. You've done a lot of shark dives. We have a tendency to get jaded after doing some of this stuff. But it was a it was a good shark dive. And, uh, you know, the visibility wasn't ideal when we went. But, the, you know, we still saw plenty of Caribbean reef sharks. And then when we got back on the surface, they uh, fed the sharks off the back of the boat. As the, and that's kind of the procedure they do in the Bahamas. And, man, it was like a sea of activity on the back of that boat. I mean, it was fun just to... Hang and watch them. I mean, because it was like you're on the Discovery Channel, Shark Week, you know, like when Shaq or William Shatner is getting ready to jump in the water and they chum up the sharks just for, you know, for the for the TV show. It, that's exactly what it looked like. And uh, we got some video of that. We'll release it soon. But going back to Fiji, we just released a new Fiji video from Bengal Lagoon that uh, they might be uh, playing at the Dima show here in a couple weeks as well. Uh, and it has our, uh, visit and it features the Bengal lagoon shark dive, uh, some mermaid sightings. And then there's some disturbing video, video of me under a waterfall. I'll warn you (laughs) or apologize. Fast
4: forward.
2: Well, yeah, no, 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 you want to take it all in. I mean, take the good with the bad, but, uh, I'll apologize in advance for that. But yeah, that's, uh, up there on a scuba radio, YouTube page and at scuba radio.com, uh, watch it at your own risk.
4: But Yeah, uh, the, uh, the thing I remember about the Banga, you know, we talked about shark dives. You know, a lot of people who do the uh, the Caribbean or, you know, Bahamas kind of shark dives, you're seeing a lot of uh, Caribbean reef sharks and so forth. But in Banga, I think the last time I heard, they, they count like something like nine different species of sharks have shown up on that dive. I mean, it's, right. uh, it's very impressive. Everything from nurse sharks and reef sharks to silver tips to bull sharks to tiger sharks to everything. It's uh, a yeah. Impressive. Well, the main star
2: of the, uh, the the species that we saw in Bangor were the bull sharks. There were some yeah. very big bull sharks that uh, were at the dive. And then we did have a tiger. We were hoping to get a tiger shark, and we had one, but it was a baby one. And they said when the tigers come in, uh, the, they'll scatter the other species. Right, everything will, else
4: tends to leave.
2: Yeah, but if it's a baby tiger shark, the bull sharks will team up on it. And have a tendency to kind of, you know, nose them out of the way, or they kind of come together as a pack, like a wolf pack, and uh, scare off the baby tiger shark from coming in and uh, participating in the feed. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. So the the baby tiger shark, when I say baby, it was still like, you know, eight, nine feet long. It was a pretty good sized animal, but it was off in the distance hanging at the uh, top of the water column and kind of stayed off. Away from uh, the bait, where the and the, wow. and the uh, bull sharks were in there, pretty much nonstop, and uh, in, interesting to kind of witness the behavior and the the hierarchy. There's definitely a hierarchy that you witness and you see. Yeah, the scavengers are like the nurse sharks that get in right in there and they stay around the bottom. And but when the bull sharks come in, you, you know they they know who's boss. They're
4: impressive. Yeah, yeah, they're they some big boys.
2: Yeah, and they'll ha- they'll uh, come in in like a pack. There'll be like two or three of them at a time, and you can see how they kind of work together or kind of swim in together. And uh, you know, I've heard about this uh, type of behavior for years, and it's fun to kind of witness that firsthand. And uh, there's
4: the kind- uh- there's a shark dive that, we, that you can do in Rangaroa, which is in French Polynesia, right. uh, near Tahiti and so forth, and Bora Bora. And over the, uh, the bar at Rangaroa, there's a picture that was taken from Taputa Pass, one of the pass dives. And it's a tiger shark with a reef shark in its mouth hanging out either side. What? It's a very <laughs> impressive picture. <laughs> I bet. Very impressive picture. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, that sounds uh, pretty crazy. And, and I will say the Bengal Lagoon uh, shark dive... Probably one of the more you know extreme type of things to witness, uh, not in a dangerous way by any stretch of the imagination. But like you said, so many different types of sharks and so much fish, so much life uh, that performs in front of you. It is impressive uh, to see, but it changes your perspective of the animals. I mean, once again, we keep talking about this. I don't know why people come down on the shark diving thing, but man, you talk about uh, an activity that'll change your perception of these animals. Shark diving. Uh, does it better than any other activity in the world, if you ask me. That's my two cents. All right, more with Dr. Doug Eversall next on the world's first radio show devoted to diving.
0: surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio.
1: Scuba Radio.
0: The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba
1: Radio. Dive, dive, dive. Hi, this is Garbus. <laughs>
3: Yeah! I would be your taxi driver on the island of Seba. Till I see you on the island of women, please keep listening to Scuba Radio. Now, here's a guy I've taken around the island many times. Greg the Dive Master. He is a sexy man. <laughs> this
2: is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master, a sexy man, according to Garvis. I don't know why he's laughing. I don't find anything humorous in that comment at all. Uh, look, Doctor Doug Ebersaw with us now. He's a heart surgeon and he's a diving uh, animal. I mean, this guy he does it all. He teaches. He does rebreathers. I mean, he has a you know more uh, dive cards than probably anybody I know. Is it uh, what was the last count of certification cards, or have you quit counting?
4: I, I have no idea. When I um, I made a little thing for. Facebook several years ago when I got my cave instructor card and I had my regular open water card from 1974, then my cave instructor card next to each other, then scattered around it was probably, I don't know, 50 or 60 or more kind right. of various certification cards is made for kind of a funny kind of Facebook photo. I, I have no
2: doubt about it. Yeah. He could literally have uh you know, an entire deck of cards of the, and they'd all be dive certification Cards he has so much experience, one of the nicest guys you'd ever meet too and uh and we love having him uh on scuba radio so uh being over to catch up is a treat and and I know you know you're constantly diving, you probably dive more than any person I know and uh, you said you were just out in West Palm Beach and you you actually saw what type of shark
4: oh, we had a hammerhead we had a great Did hammerhead you? on the uh, the first dive of the day, very much of the distance and uh I was on a rebreather, but everybody else was blowing bubbles and as soon as the the thundering herd uh, bubbles got closed. The thing bolted and took off. So, yeah. uh, but it was, it was good to see. So to you see. were
2: down there on a rebreather, uh, before everybody was jumping off the boat and kind of got a little glimpse. That's how it happened or what? Uh,
4: I, I jumped in with, you know, with everybody else, but I just, I don't usually follow the guide. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I should say that or not, but so I just kind of take <laughs> off uh, a little bit ahead of the group. Um, so that I can kind of catch some things before they get spooked by all the bubbles. So right. I was kind of leading lead the charge. The guy got saw the animal got you know kind of close but not enough to really get a, fo- a really good photo. Yeah. Um, and then by the time everybody was kind of caught up, even he, he took off. Yeah. Did they see, see the
2: hammerhead too or no?
4: Yeah, the first okay. group saw him. All yeah. Right. They, and then everybody starts kicking towards them. You know, with their, with their GoPros and and of course the animals like what the heck is all of this stuff yes. and uh, and took off.
2: Well when you go to uh, you know the the different extremes of open circuit scuba people on tanks and uh, and then do a rebreather it literally is night and day you can start to understand what the uh, what the animals are afraid of because exactly it is a sound uh, I mean it, it just is overwhelming when you go especially from rebreather back to open circuit and you're like, holy crap what is all that racket?" You know, and because it's so quiet and peaceful when you're on a rebreather, you just hear your own breath. Uh, you right. know, the, uh,
4: yeah. The first thing you notice is how noisy everybody else is. You can kind of appreciate what the fish are going through,
2: right? And uh, yeah, it allows you to get a little closer to a lot of the animal life when there's not a bunch of scuba divers around. But it, it makes a lot more sense when you have that experience firsthand. So this dive was just a fun dive. It wasn't a training dive. You weren't doing any teaching.
4: Now, first, my first fun dive in, uh, in quite a while. So it was it was great just to kind of go up myself and just uh, take my camera and have a good time. Yeah.
2: And uh, this is West Palm. You're doing a drift dive, as they yep. always yep. do?
4: Yeah. I usually my again, you know, shameless plug, I don't get any money for this. But uh, my favorite operator out of uh, West Palm is Pura Vida Divers. Yeah. So www.puravitadivers.com. Like uh, very safety conscious, uh, very um, photographer friendly. Uh, mainly very safety conscious, which is I think the most important thing. Uh, Great crew, great staff, and uh, two very nice drops. We did a a place called Bath & Tennis, which is right off the Bath & Tennis Club of West Palm, which has tons and tons of fish. We just got back, my wife and I think I mentioned before, from Grand Cayman, and I think I saw more fish on the first drift dive uh, at Bath & Tennis than I saw the entire week in Grand Cayman. I mean, It's just massive schools of fish. And then followed up with a place called Ron's Rock where we saw turtles and and a bunch of eels and the goliath grouper, and you know, had the the hammerhead on the first dive. So yeah, great great dive. Can't can't be world class yeah. dive. Well, you sure. know,
2: and that's the thing. You know, uh, Dr. Doug's in Lakeland, Florida. I'm in Orlando. West Palm Beach is where I grew up diving. You know, twenty something years ago, and uh, and we'd go go there uh, with the dive shop here in Orlando uh, because uh, West Palm Beach is where the Gulf Stream comes closest to the shore of Florida and flushes in constantly this fresh, deep ocean water where where and nutrients that the critters love. And uh, it sometimes gets overshadowed because it's in our backyard,
4: you know? Right. It's one of my favorite places to go. In fact, yeah. I was telling my wife just the other night that if I had to pick one place to dive every day the rest of my life, it would probably be going there because there's so much topside stuff to do and so much great experiences underwater.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. And, and you know, the thing is, you, you never know what you're going to see because of that Gulf Stream uh, flow, I mean, it'll bring in something like a uh, hammerhead, or I saw a manta out there once. Uh, yep. whale you know, sharks, yeah, whale sharks, white whales. I mean, oh, they the get a l- little bit of everything. Now, it's not necessarily as consistent as a site that would, you know, like uh, where, where whale sharks congregate or mantas right. and those kind of things. But it, there really is a uh, element of surprise in West Palm because you never know what the Gulf Stream is going to bring in on any particular day. In your case, it brought in a hammerhead. Probably the one that we were hoping to see in Bimini.
4: So. Exactly. The one you didn't get to see in Bimini. <laughs> That's right.
2: So we'll have to maybe roll the dice next time down there in West Palm. So you just did that for fun. And that was just a one day trip, I assume, just to get a Yeah, it I'd be back things.
4: at work on Tuesday. So I just happened to just, just so happen I didn't have any cases scheduled on Monday. So I got up early Monday morning, drove over, boat leaves at 10. So I got there about nine. And it got back at two or three. That puts me back home by 536. So, yeah. you know, just kind of. Are you just going over good, there by good, yourself
2: or did you have some people you're meeting over there that you knew?
4: Well, I know the people. I know the all, not all, but I know most of the dive masters. and know the captain the owner right. and stuff. So I always know them. So I was diving with the dive master. My wife was going to go, but she had some, uh, some appointments already set up, like an electrician coming by to do something. A couple of things around the house. I felt kind of guilty having such a wonderful day over there without her. But, you know. Right. That
2: well. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like me. But my excuse is like, you you want to do what at the house? Oh no, I got to go <laughs> diving.
4: And uh, exactly. Yeah. He's I a- said the only thing I'm good at around the house <laughs> is running checks. Ah. Exactly. Okay. Well, yeah,
2: you avoided that much at least. And then uh, before that, I mean, you're constantly doing teaching. So, uh, what have you been doing in that regard lately?
4: Uh g- a couple of weeks ago, I did a, a group of people uh, who actually are guides at the Terre Mine in Missouri, mm, uh, which okay. I've been invited to go to a couple of times. I've not been, but it looks like a really cool place. Um, I had done their Sidewinder rebreather class, the three of them, uh, back in like March or April. Yeah. And they came back to do a Normoxic Trimix, so kind of a 200-foot uh, certification. So Wait, like, Normoxic?
2: What is What does that mean? I don't even the, know.
4: Um, there, when, you, when you move deeper than recreational limits, as you know, yeah. you worry about things like narcosis. Um, so you can add helium. That's what trimix is. You can add helium to your mix to avoid the, uh, the narcosis. And there are two levels of that. There's what's called normoxic trimix. Normoxic meaning you could you could actually have enough oxygen to kind of breathe that at the surface. So that's down to about 16% oxygen. Okay. Uh, which, and so the, the depth limit on that is 200 feet. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's the first cut point is once you've done 130-foot recreational stuff, you can move to to 200 feet. Um, And then full trimix, um, which would be breathing gas at the bottom that you can't necessarily breathe at the surface because of the low percentage of oxygen, uh, takes you to 330 feet, so 100 meters. So is that Uh, normoxin as well,
2: or is that a different… Word. Excuse me? Does Normoxic uh, cover both of them or just the first one?
4: No, it just covers the first So Normoxic right. takes them to 200 feet, and then probably in a year or two, they'll probably come back and we'll do 330. So we'll just okay. you know, go a little deeper. Well, what do you call that That one?
2: Does that have We a- just
4: call that one full trimix. Yeah. Okay.
2: All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I I kind of get the element of it you know i was hanging with uh, neil watson on the virgin boat last week we were talking a lot about his uh, deep air record deep
4: air uh, stuff which we don't recommend anymore Yeah,
2: 437 feet on air i wonder how we do on a rebreather
4: yeah, exactly. I think yeah. they stopped. They stopped having that record, right? Yes. Because they don't want. They don't want anybody to try and break it. Well, people be died dangerous, and yeah. dangerous. Kind
2: of but I think he, he's trying to make certified because of that. Wouldn't he be grandfathered in?
4: <laughs> I think he might be grandfathered in. Uh, all right. More with Doctor Doug
2: Ebersall next on the world's first radio show devoted to diving.
0: This is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Daphne, you're making me blush. <laughs> now, did you know about the show? Did you know about our little show called Scuba Radio? Oh, yeah, I like this idea. Don't want to hear about no traffic problems and all the headaches of land-based things. No, no, we no. We care about what's underwater because we'd all rather be diving. Now, you know. Now, you know, ma. About our show so far it kind of low now you know about our little show called scuba radio we're talking diving here we go here we go with the show come on with the show here we go with our little show called scuba radio you're gonna get accidentally shot oh
3: for the love
1: of god somebody get the jaws of life
4: graceful have you
2: anything to say i'm sorry that's the best i got here on the world's first radio show devoted to diving i am greg the dive master dr doug ebersole with us right now as we gear up for the dima show here in a couple weeks and uh you're gonna be there right
4: dr doug oh yeah yeah, yeah definitely for at least at least for three days or so i've okay. got to work the last day but uh but yeah the first three days i'll be there for sure got it
2: now you mentioned that uh, you had some divers uh bonter mine that uh are, that work there and they were getting uh, some certifications with you on uh side side mount, is that what you said?
4: Right. It was a what's called the sidewinder, which is a side mount rebreather. It's one of the KISS uh, units that's made for side mount Got diving.
2: It. Now this is a uh, hot time uh, to dive in Bon mind and don't they do a big Halloween type thing uh, up there? Oh I don't know.
4: They pro they probably do. They they it's dive. Spooky year round. year round, you'd think they would. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine they probably do. Yeah. But uh it looks it looks like it's a lot of fun. It's a um near St. Louis. Uh, there's a multiple trails. It's all guided. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can dive at open water. Uh, so there's, you know, there's uh scent to the surface or whatever. So it's not, not technical diving. Right. Uh, very, very popular. So I'm hoping to go out and join those guys and have them show me around sometime.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's on my list. I've seen plenty, plenty of video uh, over the years. And I know the scuba cowboy has been out there before and he's actually played and uh, dived uh, there a few times, uh, but it's been on my list. But I, I've always seen the videos Think, Gosh, it looks spooky. Because it's a whole.
4: It's by a little little chilly for you.
2: Well, definitely. There's that issue. But, you know, that would just add to the foreboding environment of, uh, you know, the old rail cars. You know, it's in a gold mine or something. And it just looks uh, creepy. And like I said, I, I kind of dig that stuff. I love Halloween. It's one of my favorite times of the year, and uh, I like spooky dives. I mean, you know, the Dema Show uh, night before the Dema Show is Halloween night, so they're going to be exactly. blowing it up for Halloween. Then, uh, do you do anything for that? Do you do a spooky dive or a haunted uh, wreck not, or anything when, or get into when that?
4: When the uh, when the kids were little, uh, we would occasionally uh, the local dive shops would go up to you know Jenny Springs and do underwater pumpkin carving and right. all that kind of stuff for the kids, but. Uh, uh, I've not done any really kind of creepy dives. I did have one dive wasn't had anything to do with Halloween, but uh, there was a dive in Grand Cayman in a bit called Interspace of Deep Diving, and there was a, uh, a swim-through that you enter at you enter about 190 feet, uh, and it exits the wall at like 200 and something, 250, 260. And it's a bunch of tortuous swim through yeah so i came out the wall i turned around and looked back at my buddy and he had one of these horror masks on these uh latex masks with goofy eyes and teeth and blood and he had <laughs> popped it on over his mask during the swim through just to spook me when i uh came out i thought i was totally knocked out of my mind but that was probably the uh <laughs> the creepiest thing i've seen turning around a dive for sure
2: okay yeah i mean uh, that's pretty deep to be doing that kind of stuff but yeah. uh, it doesn't surprise me yeah the closest i've come is uh, Neil Watson, the dive god, sporting some glasses and a, a penis nose. <laughs> nice, <laughs> and you spit—you know—you spit your regulator out. But it's more of a comedy kind of thing, or like seeing a clown, <laughs> you
4: know. Right, exactly.
2: But uh, but yeah, that's a different type of uh, uh, you know fun dive. But yeah, Halloween, great time uh, to get out there and enjoy. You know, a lot of dive stores across the country, dive centers, and dive charter operators uh, do something special. Uh, the week of Halloween or that weekend before, and you ought to take advantage of like a haunted wreck dive or something like that, or or a cave or something. You know, they do they do all kinds of crazy stuff. Or if you want to keep it more, you know, uh, normal uh, and not do anything spooky, like I said the underwater pumpkin carving, which I've never done. That I I've, I don't know. It doesn't really float my boat too much but
4: you, no, you no, like I mean, that we did that for the kids the kid, okay. you know our daughter was diving and she was 10 or no, she's like 12 well i was or always told the,
2: the pumpkins float anyway and it's it's more trouble to get them down underwater is that true or do you remember yeah
4: and, the, and the, to do it well you don't want you want to make sure you've got them all hollowed out before you take them down ah, as well okay. you get all that pumpkin stuff in the water so right. you kind of cut open the top clean everything out uh, we had to do just put a little bit of a weight, a little two pound weight or something, and take them down. That way, they mm-hmm. will stay down. They can do the carving of the uh, of the faces and have a little contest. Whatever. it was just something fun to do, just, right? You know, some activities underwater.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I like uh, more spooky stuff. You know, uh, be more creative. Take your old wetsuit, fill it full of leaves, throw it in your front yard, and then you know, take a sheet and uh, weight, uh, or or like a little balloon underwater, and you could. It's really easy to create an underwater ghost. You're- on oh, a, yeah, on a you ghost
4: in the water pretty easily. And yeah. you kind of go in some wreck and just have it, like, as soon as somebody enters some little stateroom, there's a right. ghost floating there or something.
2: Yep, yep, yep. So you can do that. But uh, back to DEMA. I mean, what do you think? Are you, are you looking for anything special this year? You, you're not working, so you don't have to do any presentations or anything. So do you got your eyes on uh, anything in particular, or like new gear that you want to take a look at or anything like that on your radar?
4: Not really, to be honest with you. I haven't been at DEMA since uh, 19, since twenty nineteen, since right before our uh, trip to the Red Sea. Mm. You know, I wasn't there in twenty twenty. Obviously, I was there last year, so this is for me. It'll be three years since I've you know met up with some of the friends you only see at DEMA. So I'm right. mainly going for you know some of the social aspect, and I'll probably go to some of the Dan you know safety seminars of uh, some you know instructor trainer updates and things like that. But uh, and then just walk the floor and see what's there. I'm hoping it'll be a good turnout. You know, we'll see. Um, you know, the industry seems to be kind of bouncing back the upswing. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully it'll be good.
2: Yeah. I I have no doubt. It's going to be way, way better than it was last year. And, uh, we had Tommy on earlier and he said, uh, you know, attendance figures look at least 40% higher than they did, uh, last year. So I think we're going to be, you know, approaching the numbers, if not eclipsing what we did before, uh, you know, pre pandemic, I hope. But uh, the fact that everybody from around the world can travel a little bit easier this time around is definitely going to make uh, make for a good show. And like you said, our family reunion of getting all our dive friends from around the world back together for the Dima show is always uh, a treat. Just in that sense, it is like and a you're family op- reunion. Yeah, your for opening
4: you. stuff's always entertaining as well. Well, That's we always got one of the highlights. Uh, uh, as
2: I said earlier, if there's any uh, any. You know, gauge of knowing how the industry is doing is the amount of giveaways that we get every year for the team and show. And this year is insane. We have so much to give away from uh, our, our friends in Fiji, uh, Bonaire, the Bahamas. Uh, you know, I think we got some stuff from... Uh, uh, well was it Curacao? i mean we have shearwater dive computers we have so much stuff to give away this year it's going to be hard to fit it all in <laughs> you know so but so that's a
4: great problem to have that
2: is a good problem i mean we'll make just that many more people happy and uh, send them into the show with a smile on their face because you know after the show they may be heading over to fiji for a week or something it's uh, it's insane and you know so all of the tourism uh you know well tourism offices around the world are really coming out and uh, full effect uh, this year for the Dima show, so I think that's a, is a very good sign. Uh, for yeah, I think for Truck
4: everyone. Lagoon finally just opened up like a couple of weeks ago. That was like one of the last places to open up.
2: Well, and you mentioned the Caymans. You just got
4: back from yeah. The Caymans. Caymans just opened up yeah, a month or two ago. Yeah,
2: so they they were kind of like the last ones in the Caribbean uh, that I, I'm aware of. So everybody's back open and ready to bring uh, <laughs> you know more uh, want to bring more visitors into their area and the best place to promote that and. Uh, Offer up the special deals and things are going to be at the Dima Show in Orlando in a couple weeks. So, Dr. Doug Ebersaw will be there. Make sure you look for him. Look for us. Uh, maybe you'll win something free. Are you going to come to our opening ceremonies, Dr. Doug? I'll and come then, every morning. Then, happy hour in the Bahamas Isle Wednesday. Happy
4: hour in the Bahamas Isle every Thursday. Afternoon. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, we might have a cocktail or two available for everyone at 4 o'clock. So, we'll open and close the show Wednesday and Thursday and open it every day of the Dima Show. Dimashow.com. There you go. Dr. Doug, always a pleasure. Thank you, my friend. Look forward to seeing you at And that's going to do it for this week's edition of The Big Show. Till next time, remember, it's always better. Where, Dr. Doug? Down to where it's Safe diving, everyone.
1: Hello, if you want to stay in the know. If you be pressurized there, you'll want to be there on Scoob Radio.